0: Reclaim Your Power, Inspiration and Reflections for Before, During and After Childbirth, a podcast about birth, getting in touch with our bodies and talking about things that aren't often discussed or that you may not find in mainstream sources of information, a podcast to transform the way you plan for and approach birth, moving from fear and uncertainty to empowerment and inspiration. My name is Fungi Sai, which means to remind, and that's what I aim to do here. Remind you that the power lies within you, and that it all starts with you. This is the 10th episode in this series, and I'm quite excited because I never expected to record so many episodes, but as I've presented each topic, more ideas have come to me. Things that I think are important to share. So here we are episode number 10, and I hope you're as excited as I am, because if you've been following this series, we're coming to the grand finale, the event that all expectant parents are so excited for, the birth of your baby. In previous episodes, I've talked about preparation for this event, both psychologically, dealing with fear, and physically, as well as thinking about our rights as women during this time. Something that we may not often think about in systems where the medical institutions have taken over, brought birth into hospitals, and made it into something abnormal, full of risk and to be feared. Something women need to be rescued from. As I've often said in previous episodes, birth is not an illness, it is a sacred process, a gift, something transformational and amazing. Yes, just like anything in life, there are situations and circumstances where there are difficulties and complications. But this should not and is not a starting point for the majority of women. If more and more women are having abnormal births, there is something very wrong with our societies, not with the women who are giving birth. So today, I want to reflect on what is called delivering the baby. Not a very nice term. It sounds like something being brought to you from the pizza parlor. I guess trying to find a better term for this, We can call it the arrival or entry of your baby into the world. A grand event where you should be celebrated. And from my experience, this moment produces such a great high for everyone in the room. No one is exempt from the feeling of joy when a baby comes into the world to meet his or her parents for the first time. It's simply magic. But before we get to that magical moment, there's some work to be done. Now, in the last episode, I reflected on several experiences that I've had or techniques that I and many birthing women have used to help bring us to this point and help ease this process, the actual birthing of your baby. Remember, in a previous episode, I mentioned how the tailbone lifts to make more space in the pelvic region when the baby is moving through the birth canal. This is the area between your cervix and your valve, so basically your vagina, I talked about how lying or sitting on your tailbone prevents it from moving and how this can slow down your birth because the area for your baby to move through is limited. So, why do so many women give birth on their backs, sitting or lying on this vital part of their body? It can't be because caregivers don't know this important physiological point, can it? I expect not. Or should I say, I really hope not. I hope that after years of training, your midwife or obstetrician should know how birth works. I truly trust that midwives do. So what's the barrier to making sure that women can position their bodies optimally for birth? Well, to give a very quick history lesson, we need to understand why childbirth ended up where it is today. And of course, you can find more details in several books, for example, Anna May Gaskin's book. Previously, birth was controlled by women. Men had no place there. We had the knowledge and experience, and this knowledge was passed on and refined from midwife to midwife, from mother to daughter, over generations. We trusted our bodies and trusted our instincts on how to birth, just like animals do. Of course, with poor hygiene, malnutrition and other environmental and behavioural issues, many babies and mothers died, as there was a lot we didn't understand or didn't know. With medical advances and the public health revolution, Many things changed in most parts of the world, and now many more babies and mothers survive, which is a good thing. However, along with these advances and all the advantages they've brought, we also threw out all the other good knowledge and understanding we had. We gave ourselves completely over to our neocortex or the thinking brain and relegated our intuition and instincts, our primal brain, to the rubbish bin, so to speak. We were told that it was best for us and for our babies to be born in shiny clinical environments without a microbe in sight. One of the important things we lost as we advanced and moved birth into hospitals was the importance of positions during labour. We have been socialised to think it is normal for a woman to give birth in a reclining or semi-reclining position, basically lying down, and in my view it is neither normal nor natural. Historically, If you look at art or sculptures depicting women giving birth, they weren't lying down. They were either sitting in special birthing chairs with holes in the middle or squatting, kneeling, standing, all of which left their tailbones clear and which worked with gravity to help the baby descend quickly through the birth canal. According to several authors, and I read this in Ina May Gaskin's book, the first recorded instance of a woman giving birth lying on her back was in the 1600s when the French king, Louis XIV, wanted to watch his baby being born to his mistress. And he sat behind a curtain and watched because, of course, men weren't allowed. Some years later, a French doctor wrote that women should give birth on their backs, a development which was accompanied by forceps being introduced into the birth space. It was easiest for these to be used with a woman lying down, of course. Queen Victoria was then the first woman to give birth lying down and sedated with chloroform which led to more and more upper-class women choosing to birth lying down as this was seen to be more ladylike. To quote Ina May Gaskin, it is not an exaggeration to call the supine position an invention of the Industrial Revolution. It is a male-deprived position invented for the convenience of the birth attendants. She is not the only writer to say this. Michel Odon, himself a man and an obstetrician, Talks about how the field or institution of obstetrics has taken childbirth away from women and midwives in order to control birth and ensure the survival of babies. With the Industrial Revolution came an improvement in diets and sanitation in what we call Western countries or the global north, or what you probably know as developed countries, but I don't agree with that term, so I don't use it. But with this industrialization and medicalization of birth, women's knowledge of their bodies was replaced by books and training, and women were now taught how to give birth, sedation was used, babies were taken away from their mothers at birth to be cleaned and fed and put into nurseries so that mothers could rest while the experts took care of the baby. This made birth all neat and tidy and easy to control, and it made women easier to control. Of course, as women today, we have emancipated ourselves in so many ways, fought to get back our rights over our bodies, childbirth is somewhere where we have not quite taken back enough control. In some places there is great progress, but in other places we seem to be sliding backwards and losing control again. So my podcast is in a sense a call to arms for those who want to hear. I'm not saying we all need to go back to birthing in caves on mud floors, but that wherever we birth, it should be our choice and that we should have environments that are conducive to us feeling safe Cared for and treated with respect. So, what are the best positions to birth your baby? The positions where gravity works with you, not where you are working against gravity. I can still to this day remember how hard it was being in a semi reclining position during the birth of my first child, sitting on my tailbone, pushing hard, working against gravity, straining and not making much progress, until my obstetrician decided to give me a helping hand by cutting me. Comparing this to giving birth to my next two children, on my knees, leaning forward, and breathing my babies out as I worked with gravity to help me. These were positions that I instinctively took. No one told me to. I just moved my body in the position that my instincts told me was the best. I remember the birth of my first client's second baby, the unexpected home birth. I remember walking into the bedroom in her house, and she was on her hands and knees on the bed, She'd followed her body, and I just watched as she breathed her baby out in that position. No coaching, no lying on her back being told to push. Just her in that safe space, following her primal instincts. Totally amazing. So if you trust your body and give in to your primal brain, your body will know what is the best position for you when it comes to that phase, when your baby is ready to emerge. Squatting is supposed to be the best position for giving birth. The pelvic area is most open here. Unfortunately, most of us these days are not limber or strong enough to be able to squat for long periods without cramping up. We're just not used to being in that position. You can, however, have semi-squatting position where your birthing partner and your midwife help support you, either on the bed or on the floor. It may also be easier to squat in water if you're in a birthing pool. You can birth standing up, leaning forward against your partner or holding onto the bed. You can birth kneeling, Or on all fours. These upright positions, especially kneeling or squatting, help to increase the diameter of your pelvis, meaning that there is more space in that region for your baby to move through. Your blood and your baby's blood can circulate more freely because the baby is not lying on some of your blood vessels. Lying down can result in the baby compressing some of the blood vessels, which of course in turn prevents enough oxygen getting to the baby and leads to the baby being distressed, which leads to interventions. When you are upright, there's also more pressure on the cervix as the baby is pushed down. This stimulates the production of oxytocin, leading to stronger contractions and a more efficient labor as your baby moves down. Remember, your baby is also moving during labor. He or she is not lying there passive, but working along with you. So the more we use gravity to help us, the better it is for your baby as well. Babies usually get into distress because they get tired after a prolonged labour of being squeezed on and off without moving down, without much progress, which is what happens when you are lying on your back or in a semi-reclining position or if you haven't been upright during labour. Just remember to let gravity work with you and not to feel awkward or embarrassed by being in what may feel like a strange position. As Ina May Gaskin says, let your monkey take over. Monkeys are not in the least bit self-conscious. They go with their instincts. When we start to feel embarrassed, it shows that we have not surrendered to our primal brain and let our instincts take over. We are overthinking things. You need to remember to breathe, relax your body, keep your jaw and your limbs loose, and focus your energy on birthing your baby. So when you get to the end of the first stage of labour, This is the stage I described in the last episode. The contractions start to be more frequent and even stronger. This stage is called transition, and I've mentioned it several times in past episodes. Transition is the phase when your cervix is almost fully dilated, and your baby is nearly ready to make his or her final journey through the birth canal. You may feel ready to push, but it's not quite time, and here the midwives will give you advice on how to breathe. It's useful to really focus on what they tell you at this point. You really, really want to push that baby out at that point. Everything in your body is telling you to push. But you're told, no, not just yet, hold. And this is what I remember drove me crazy, having to hold back. So why are we told to hold back? Because the pushing phase comes where the baby's head has moved out of your uterus and into your birthing canal. If you push too soon and the baby is not completely clear of your cervix, you may injure yourself or completely tie yourself out. During transition, you will feel completely weird and at times out of control because the sensations are so powerful. It's really important to just go with the feeling, to make the sounds that you want to from deep within because these are sounds of you opening up to bring your baby into the world. Don't censor yourself embrace the moment. It's one of those experiences that's really hard to describe. It's very individual and you get totally absorbed. You will feel intense emotions. Don't be afraid of these emotions. They're part of the process. I've heard that some women laugh, sob, swear, scream, basically go through a range of expressions. Flow with them. You are so close to seeing your baby. You are powerful. Feel it. Own it. Surrender to it. At this point, Deep breathing may give way to gasping because of the intensity, which can cause you to get lightheaded. So your caregivers will usually tell you to pant like a dog or to take short, sharp breaths. I've heard midwives give different advice on how to breathe. Some have said, say, ah, or ha, ha. Whatever is right, go with that feeling or advice to help you get through this phase. It doesn't last too long, although it feels like it's never going to end. And once the baby is down at the entrance of your birth canal, you're good to go and it's time to push or breathe your baby out. The feeling at the second stage of labour is completely different. It's such a relief to get here now and the adrenaline hormones come into play. They give you that burst of energy you need to get the baby out. With each contraction, the baby is slowly squeezed out and it's important that this happens slowly because that way you avoid tearing. So the midwives may tell you to stop pushing if you're pushing frantically because that is a sensation you feel really strongly. A word of warning, when you get to the pushing stage, the baby's head is right down there pushing against your rectum. So you may get the feeling that you need to poo and you may think, "Oh, I don't want to do this and start to tense. Don't. It's your baby's head down there putting pressure and you just need to relax. If something else comes out at the other end, well, that's just natural. It was taking up space. This is no time to be modest and embarrassed. The midwives are used to it and they will quickly wipe it away. No harm done. Giving birth is not a time to be prudish. Let your inner primate out and let it all hang out and the process will be so much easier. If you want to roar, then roar. As the baby's head emerges, you'll feel your valve stretch It can be a stinging or burning sensation. and can be quite uncomfortable depending on how your baby's head is positioned. Remember our bodies were made for this and so just relax. Remember the sphincter law. Keep your mouth open, your jaw loose and breathe. and Your sphincter will relax too. I remember with our second son, his head kept sliding back up between contractions and this drove me crazy. But this was just part of the process and the midwives reassured me. If you're feeling tired, just hang in there. You're almost there. Take the time to breathe between the contractions. Now this stage feels completely different because now you're getting your baby out. So you welcome the contractions more happily because you understand exactly what they're doing as they squeeze. Birthing the baby's head is the hard part. But once that head is through, and this will be so much easier if you're not lying down, the body slips out easily and it's a wonderful feeling. Then the endorphins kick in and you get an amazing high. It's a feeling I can't describe. It's an immensely deep feeling of joy and excitement and exhilaration all mixed together. You did it. The birth of your baby represents the end of one journey and the beginning of another equally important and incredible journey. I'll end this episode, the final one, in the Birth Your Way series here. In my next episode, I'll reflect on the time immediately after birth, which has been called the third stage of labour, where I'll talk about what happens after the baby is born and also how the way you experience this is important for attachment. I hope you will join me. If you have found my podcast helpful, interesting, thought-provoking, or even challenging, please share. I would also appreciate any comments or reviews. My podcast is now on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a review. I'm always happy to hear what you think and to learn. Thank you for being here, for listening. This is Fungi Sai reminding you to reclaim your power.